You know, when I got my diagnosis, I felt I felt really emasculated and I was worthless because, you know, the thing that Sherry wanted most in the world, <clears throat> I couldn't give her. Um, so that was that was huge for me. And it's, I guess if I could go back in time, that's why I'd tell her. I'd tell her exactly that, like, mm. so she would know that I'm there with her and I feel pain. Hey friends, welcome to the Yet We Thrive podcast. We're your hosts, Jessica and Lindsay. Even though we are all part of this club that we never intended to sign up for, we're so glad you're here. We are a community for women who have lost babies or have struggled to get pregnant. And we're here to help you thrive, even in the midst of these impossible circumstances. So join us as we show you practical and sometimes unconventional ways every week for how to thrive in this one crazy life. Well, welcome back to the Yet We Thrive podcast. This is episode 23, and today we have two of our Yet We Thrive husbands on here. Carl and Zach. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. But before we jump in, as always, something that's bringing us joy and something that's frustrating us. Yes. You want to go first, Carl? Sure. Put you on the spot. Jump right in. A joy this week for me is going to be uh, my clean car. Oh, it's actually that's been a good one. longer mm-hmm. than a week, but yes. every time I get in it. I just think about how clean it is. That's <laughs> such a good feeling. I love it. And what about something that's frustrating you? Afternoon traffic. Uh, it's been terrible. It has yeah. been terrible lately. I don't know what's going on. Everybody's out. Yeah, that's true. And like construction and yeah, all that. It's everywhere. Goodness. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Uh, something that's bringing me joy. Um, I'm going on vacation to, starting tomorrow so nice. that's, that's exciting going uh-huh. to florida for a week so uh, i'm jealous gonna be enjoying that yes um, something frustrating though is our ac went out this week oh, oh no. So. no that's like the worst week too yeah. it just it's got so hot, hot. Well, at least you're leaving yeah, that's true leaving good point carl <laughs> so i'm home. hoping it will be fixed before we get back oh <laughs> uh, yeah i hope so oh man i guess we'll find out yeah, oh, that is really frustrating. What about you, Lynn? Okay, so something that's frustrating me is um, my control inhaler that I have to take in order to breathe. It's like I forgot to take it this morning. Oh, no. So I'm fine. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to stop breathing, but I'm like. <laughs> no. But I hate taking it. The, the side effects are awful, but breathing, yeah. not breathing is more awful. Right. It's kind so, of important. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's like. It's a frustration whether I take it or yeah. not. So, yeah. but you know, but I'm breathing, so mm-hmm. I won't have to take it for that long. Um, but something that's bringing me joy is we did our Get We Thrive, um, like, oh, yes. fun headshots yesterday. And How that was, like, so fun. It was but, a yeah, lot of fun. It was the very first time all seven of us have been together. Yeah. So. In a long time. Yeah. Well, period. Because Jamie hadn't met. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shara yes. or Violet yet, like in that's person. Right. So, yeah, so that was exciting. That brought me a lot of joy. That It, it was so fun. It, it was, was such so a beautiful fun. day for it as it well. It was. So. Yeah, it was a great day. Well, something that's frustrating me is, so we haven't had a car payment in a few years. And Preach. Yeah. But um, Adam's car is dwindling down. Like, there's no AC now, and it's no. super loud, and the check engine light always comes on, and... We've had it since like a year after we were married, so it's pretty yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking about having to get a new car and have a payment every month is frustrating. That is very frustrating. So, I totally um, agree. 
Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. But something that's bringing me joy is we had our first strawberry in our garden this Yay! morning. And it was so bright and beautiful. Oh my gosh. And the kids, there was a couple, and the kids, of course, just picked them right off and rinsed them off and ate oh. them. And they're just so good. They're so good. And so that's bringing me joy. That so much starting joy. starting to harvest oh. some things. So, um, oh, that makes me happy. Yep. All right. So Zach and Carl... They are Yet We Thrive team member mm-hmm. husbands, and today on the podcast, they're going to be sharing their sides of the story. We've heard from their wives already, um, but it's always interesting to hear the other side of a story, mm-hmm. and you always learn so much more. Even um, last week, Blake and Peter <laughs> shared their sides of the story, and Blake and I talk, like we talk, and there was so much that I was, oh my gosh, yeah. what? This is all new to me, mm-hmm. and so I think, you know, just having the opportunity to be able to share it we are so excited to hear from you guys Mm -hmm. we are so grateful that you are here and that you're willing to share with us and you guys are going to definitely make a huge impact I know for sure so Mm -hmm. let's start off with Carl tell us who you're married to what you do what your hobbies are okay well I am married to Casey Mm -hmm. she's my wife yes we (laughs) like her we like her a lot uh, we've been married for like uh, nine years now, but don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am an IT consultant and software developer. Uh, so that's what I do most of the time. My hobbies are work. No, actually, I do other stuff too. But <laughs> <laughs> that was what Blake said too, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do a lot of uh, like, just like, I don't know, not really hobbies, like home improvement and mm-hmm. car repair. And then I dabble in all kinds of little things like... Mm-hmm. Uh, photography and uh, pyrotechnics sometimes. Ooh, fancy. And every once in a while I get on my bike and I play some Xbox and okay. probably a bunch of other things I'm not thinking of. You really like board <laughs> games. I yes. I know this about you. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Zach? Uh, I'm married to Shara, or as I call Sherry. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably refer to that as a lot. Um, my hobbies are I play a lot of video games. Um, uh, one of my other joys is I'm started DMing for Dungeons and Dragons. So nice. exciting, I'm moving up in the geek. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I work a lot too. I don't work that much really. Uh, I work at a, uh, a auto detail uh, auto detailer shop, so oh, that's nice. what I do. So if you ever need your car cleaned again, you can hit me up. There you go. Okay, so Carl, when did you feel like you were ready to start having kids? Did you guys have that conversation, or was it just kind of like? This sounds like a good time. I feel like we had a couple different conversations because mm-hmm. um, uh, Casey wanted to started, would have liked to have started a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't really ready um, till probably about our fifth anniversary. So that's okay. when I really felt like, I'm like, yeah, let's have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready for this. Uh-huh. We can do this. Let's start trying. Yeah. Before then, I wasn't like opposed, but I wasn't right. ready to like pursue it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sense. yeah. We, mm-hmm. we weren't doing anything to stop it. Okay, so you said that you guys were kind of ready to start at different times, but then once once you were ready to start, did you feel like you were on different pages with that, or was there like an actual conversation of, hey, babe, I think I'm ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, sort of conversation. So, I got her some gifts on our anniversary. Okay. Uh, most of them were like jokes, but yeah. basically it was like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, pregnancy testing strips and like that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Okay, oh, that's that was a nice way to do it. Way to yeah. go, Carl. <laughs> Get some points there for that. So then you started trying, and what did that look like? Uh, so I mean, first we were just you know reading up on everything you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. which 
uh, my opinion, there's a lot of just silly things that mm-hmm. people try. Yeah. Yeah. It coincided with somebody else getting pregnant. Right. Uh-huh. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Get I get hurt. that. Right. Uh, so I feel like we just kind of did timing and stuff mm-hmm. like that and tried different stuff. Um, and then I, I do not remember timelines very well, but then right. after some period of time, probably like mm-hmm. a year, um, is when I went to my first appointment okay. just to go get a sperm count. It was only like a day later or something, and they called me. Uh, they were, I think they normally just send you like a link. Okay. And they say like, hey, you know, here's the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, at the time, you know, I didn't have any reason to think anything about it. Right. And it's just like, oh, get it tested and mm-hmm. see if everything looks good. And so they called me, mm-hmm. and the lady who talked to me was like, hey, so I wanted to call you because... Like, your numbers are so mm-hmm. low that the way we test didn't really work. Wow. And so, like, it could be a fluke, but basically, you know, okay. we're, we're going to recommend you to a specialist, uh-huh. um, and they can do a better job of testing, and then okay. we can see if there's actually any issues. Um, okay. But, yeah, basically, that was that. And so, at, at that point, mm-hmm. um, that's when it, that was, like, the first time I had any clue, like, there was any issues with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wasn't expecting that at all. And yeah. So then, what's going through your mind when on that during that phone call? Um, I'd say I was very. I mean, I was like surprised and mm-hmm. worried. Yeah. And just concerned, uh, you know, that it was me. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And wasn't sure, like, you know, if there's something we could do about it or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I wasn't like without hope or anything, but yeah, just kind of taken aback. Yeah. Because it's not talked about a lot. uh -uh. Like, you always hear about the women and Mm -hmm. stuff, but when it comes to the men, like, of course, men are like, well, nothing's wrong. I'm good to go. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) I don't want to talk about anything, you know? And so I think that's just hard to get that news and then probably not know anyone else, you know, that maybe has gone through that or maybe you did. I don't know. But, like, I feel like it's just not something a lot of people talk about. Yeah, it's just not really addressed very Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Well, and now it's rising and, like, the numbers are rising of men who oh, yeah, are infertile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We don't always know the right terms when it comes right. to infertility, so yeah. we sometimes pause. <laughs> I think they said, like, it's up 40% or something crazy. Oh, my gosh. Or, like, in the yeah. next few years, it'll be at 40%. I don't know. What it's are wild. we eating? What's in our food? Yeah. Or what yeah. are we like, putting on our skin? What's the cause of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Man, okay. It's all the road construction. It's all the road construction. <laughs> That's what's That's doing it. The stress. Stressing <laughs> our men out. <laughs> God. Cut that out. Oh, man. So, you got this diagnosis. And then did you have, I guess you probably had to be the one to tell Casey then, right? Yeah. Like when I told Casey, Mm -hmm. and this was kind of the beginning of her infertile journey, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was trying to kind of put the best light on it because I usually do that with everything. Uh So I'm like, so, you know, it's really low. So we need to go see the specialist, Uh you know, hopefully it's no big deal. And it's just, you know, that like it was a bad test or something. Yeah. Um, And so that's what I told her. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was your perception of her response uh it was positive in that like she was really supportive okay um and i think i'd say she you know was kind of worried yeah but she was you know all for tell me it's okay you know yeah i love you and all that yeah so then you went did you go to the specialist then and did they give you the same news uh yeah mostly so like we went um got tested Pretty much the same story, like whatever different method they use, you know, is more accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. They can say, okay, well, there's like hardly any sperm and, you know, some of them are, you know, misformed or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like 
not uncommon, but a lot okay. of times there's like plenty of good sperm, some bad ones, whatever. Yeah. Something new every day. Didn't so know that. he was like, okay, well, let's start with, uh, you know, some medication. I don't remember what we started with, but mm-hmm. it was some like little thing. And it's like, okay, we're going to get a, your hormones tested. So he did like a hormone panel where you test all the different things. Okay. Checked for uh, like genetics, just to make sure like genetically I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. should be okay. Right. Um, and then... Uh, some kind of medication. So I was taking the medication. It takes like three months is what they say for yeah. like sperm to, I don't know, come to completion. Okay. Um, and so we'd like go and okay, well, I'll see you in three months, you know, cause then we can retest. We can see mm-hmm. if anything changed. Yeah. So over like a year or two, so it might have probably just about a year. Uh, you know, we'd go there, mm-hmm. try something new, didn't work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a few other appointments in there. Like they did like a physical like check where I don't know, with an ultrasound where they make mm-hmm. sure uh, all the tubes and stuff mm-hmm. down there. Right. Right. Yeah, um, and that was that all too. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you yeah, know what exactly. we go through. Like <laughs> on a yearly yeah, basis. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's on your uterus though, not on your. So, and the thing is like all of the stuff, um, I look fine, um, which is really frustrating. So like, you know, like my hormones, for example, like they all look pretty fine. He's like, well, let's try, you know, boosting your testosterone and something else and see if that makes any difference. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, the ultrasound thing, like everything looked fine there. Um, so I think then we did like one last medication at finally at some point where you had to inject it, which is really annoying. Mm, Um, and so if you ever here at my house while I was doing it. It looked like I was like a heroin, heroin addict or something because I had like these syringes and this little bottle of stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. What are you doing, Carl? Right. <laughs> Just uh, trying to make a baby. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. So, like, none of that changed anything, basically. Like, uh, the numbers so all kind of stayed about the same. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, finally, at the, like, the last appointment then that we have with him, uh, you know, he was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, Basically, you look fine, but uh-huh. your body just isn't producing enough sperm at all. So you guys are probably never going to be able to get pregnant because oh, it's really, really, really Ugh. low. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, you can do in vitro. Mm-hmm. You can adopt. Um, you can try, um, I don't know, some method of where, you know, they take a sample and then they try mm-hmm. to basically make it the best it can and okay. then, uh, you know, combine it with the egg and everything mm-hmm, but it's basically mm-hmm. it's like i don't know a couple thousand bucks each time you try right. and there's no guarantees at all because right. they don't know if it'll work yeah so it's just kind of like throwing money and hoping it'll work yeah mm. um so that's that's what he told us so that and was, how long ago was that uh at least a year ago okay i think we're a year and a half two years now okay mm-hmm. um and so that's when we got that news and mm-hmm. we were both there for that one and so like in the office uh, you know, we kept it cool and right. just like, okay. Yeah. Right. And he was like, you know, do you, you guys can think about that if you want to pursue any of those mm-hmm. options. And we were like, okay. And so like went out into the car. And no. <laughs> oh, Carl. We just cried. Yeah. What else can you do? What? I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some heavy news. And yeah. especially when you're not expecting it. And then. When you're both in that mm-hmm. grieving process, yeah. um, that's hard. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. No, I'm great. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I felt like, I mean, we were really connected. 
you know. Yeah. We were together on it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's a good thing. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. So where did you guys go from there? I mean, mm-hmm. that was what you said two years ago or a year and a half ago? Yeah, somewhere along those lines. So at that point, I think we kind of decided, well, we didn't really decide anything. We decided we, we're, we weren't going to like keep pursuing at least like that method. Right, right. Yeah. Um, because they were like kind of out of ideas and yeah. you're like, okay. One is exhausting. Well, yeah. So we'd kind of given up, um, at least for then. And uh, then we also, we found like a homeopathic practitioner mm-hmm. um, that somebody recommended. And so uh, we've been to her a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they can find all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. uh, with you and help you with yeah. other issues too. So we are like, well, I mean, you know, yeah. at the worst, like we feel better. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least it's not just like trying anything for no reason and right. no results. Shooting yourself up with yeah. stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah. So um, we went to there and uh, did some different stuff and obviously we're not pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'd just say there's like, we still have hope. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say there's always hope. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. That's kind of where we're at yeah. is just uh, we're kind of making our plans. Cool. Well, thank <sighs> you, Carl, for sharing all that yeah. with us. And just being that's vulnerable. So, that's hard. Yeah, it is. And there are people who definitely need to hear mm-hmm. this. So, yep. Okay. So, Zach, hey. you're up. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us. So, you're married to Sherry, who is a midwife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he knew the word uterus, everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few of the terms. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when did you feel like you were ready to start trying to have kids? Um, I first wanted to have kids. Well, it was, so Sherry and I have been married for about, it'll be 12 years next month. Okay. So the first three years, I was just kind of like, I just want to be married and enjoy Mm -hmm. being married. Me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we started going to Bible study with Blake and Lindsay. (laughs) And uh, me just getting to see Blake with, uh, Lane's the oldest, right? Yeah seeing Blake with Lane, it really um, started those feelings. Like, I wanted a kid. I didn't know that. <laughs> that makes uh, me feel good. Uh, and then it clicked one day. Uh, I remember the specific time it happened. We were at O'Charlie's eating lunch or something after church. Uh-huh. And I remember seeing a dad. He was, I think he's playing peekaboo with his kid at yeah. dinner. And Aww. it just was like, I want that. And yeah. Aww. So sweet. That's what started it. Yeah, and that was three years into your marriage, you said? Yeah, about three years. Okay. So did you have a conversation with her and say, okay, I'm ready, or was she always ready, or were you ever on the same page? She was was definitely ready probably a year or two before I was, but she was kind of waiting for me to be on board. And then I was, you know, I was at the dinner, I was like, I want to have a kid, and that was was pretty much what it was. Yeah. And then we basically started. After you decided that, how far into your journey, like, were you trying and then maybe Shara was like, okay, I think there might be something wrong or what did that look like? Ours was probably two to three years after we started. I think we did some uh, travel nursing mm-hmm. okay. during that time. So um, we, Sherry thought maybe she just because the extra stress of traveling around and her mm-hmm. job, maybe yeah. that's what it was. So it took us a longer, a little bit longer to actually get the process started. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about, yeah, three years, probably two or three years. 
so when when she kind of thought, okay, something might be wrong, it's been a couple years, was she the only one who got maybe checked first, or was it something that you looked into as well? Uh, well I think we both did okay. at the okay. same time. How long did it take, uh, roughly, to figure out like what was going on and maybe why you were having problems? Uh, I mean, I think it was after the first uh, sperm analysis that they okay. realized that, um, similar to Carl's, mine were... Uh, amorphous and they didn't move and mm. uh, there's a low count yeah so it was yeah it was pretty soon after the first test how how did you feel after that appointment or after you got that news uh, I was pretty disappointed I think I'm always a type of person I try to look on the bright side and I try yeah. to like hey we're just gonna go at this now and we mm -hmm. know what the problem is and so mm -hmm. um, I also had to take a bunch of pills Mm. Uh, that I lovingly refer to as horse pills because they're, they're <laughs> pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to take like nine of them. So, oh gosh! Yep. So Never. then, did they retest you after that? Was it something that worked? Or yeah, it was about six months later. I think I retested. My counts were actually better, but for some reason, we still weren't getting pregnant. Um, that's when uh, they did a further, deeper analysis on Sherry, mm -hmm. and they found some more problems on her side. Whew. How did you guys navigate that together? Were you guys communicating well? Um, no. 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 <laughs> Tell me about it. Yes. Right. Let's communicate about it now. No. <laughs> um, well, I I hid how much it hurt me for mm. the longest time. Um, yeah. Just trying to be the sunny side or guy. Mm. Or, mm -hmm. So she didn't know how much I was hurting, and it, it slowly mm. ate at me for a long time. And, yeah. Um, it caused a lot of other issues mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. just yeah. things that were happening. Well, let us wives clue in all the husbands. We always want to know when you're hurting. Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of times mm -hmm. men just tend to hide when they're hurting. Mm -hmm. and But that's we would so much rather know and be able to, mm -hmm. like, you don't always have to be strong for us. And, in mm -hmm. fact, we've talked about this before. Like, when you show us that you're hurting – that to us is so much stronger than hiding mm -hmm. it. I think as couples, you can connect on a deeper level when yeah. you're both being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as women are wired and created to be helpers, you know, like mm -hmm. that kind of gives us that extra confidence. Just being able to walk alongside instead of walking away from each other. You're yeah. like now walking with each other. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you as a growing process i think it's for everyone it is for everybody, yeah. yeah so yeah definitely me trying to be the strong silent type i guess mm -hmm. and try to be strong for her it led us to uh, to her feeling like she was alone in it mm -hmm. and that caused her a lot of problems with me and mm -hmm. i'm kind of clueless so i didn't really realize it was a problem until uh, it, was a problem. <laughs> it was a problem yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty common yeah it <laughs> I think is that very happens common. a yeah. lot mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you went to the doctor she found out that it, she had a little bit more deeper issues where did your journey go from there or where is it currently now uh well we started off we did all the we did a couple of the you know thousand dollar treatments that Carl was talking about yeah uh, none of them worked, so yeah, you know, just mm -hmm. this is where you insert the flushing noise. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so now we have decided we're going to pursue IVF. So that's yeah. our our next um, thing we're doing. Next so, big adventure. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. going to Greece to do it too. So yes. Oh, hey yes. now. I know. I'm trying to like calculate and plan. How can I go visit <laughs> Shara in Greece <laughs> and hold her hand? We can yeah. write that off. Yeah. Right. Of course. I mean, we need to be there. <laughs> we need to be there in Greece. Oh, oh my gosh. So do you feel like looking back, like you realized how maybe you should have responded during all of this? Or do you feel like there could have been, like, is there anything like in that moment that would have maybe helped your communication with her? Or did you know anyone that else was going through this as well? As far as knowing anybody else? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know mm-hmm. anybody had d- gone through this before. I mean, pretty mm-hmm. much everybody in my family is got kids from Sherry's side. Mm-hmm. They've got like nine kids. So wow. <laughs> everybody's yeah. fruitful except for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So sitting here listening to Carl, are you like, check, 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 yep, check? Yep. <laughs> very similar story. Yeah. 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 I know I was sitting here listening to Carl going, check, 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 because right. I know so much mm-hmm. of what you and Sherry have done because we've been there the, that whole yeah. time. Right. So. What do you guys like want to communicate to other men who – maybe have gotten the news that you all got. Is there any like thing that you feel like would have helped you along the way or helped you with your wives along the way? Is there any encouragement or any advice that you could give other men? I would say it's it's okay to be in pain. It's okay to communicate those things. I mean, that's pretty much the big thing right there yeah. is just communicating that. Mm-hmm. I know when I got my diagnosis, I felt I felt really emasculated and mm-hmm. I was worthless because, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that Sherry wanted most in the world, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I couldn't give her. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was huge for mm-hmm. me. And it's, yeah. I guess if I could go back in time, that's why I'd tell her, I'd tell her exactly that. Like, mm-hmm. so she would know that I'm there with her and I feel pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are getting me today. I know. Okay. <laughs> huh, How about you, Carl? Along the same lines, I'd say, you know, being infertile doesn't make you less of a man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that then, can be a real struggle. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing I would say is there's always hope because um, uh, I believe God can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. your diagnosis can be terrible. Terrible. It's still easy for God if that's in his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's still a man of miracles. That's right. That's so good. Okay. So this month is, is Father's Day. Do you guys have it? I know for women, a lot of times Mother's Day can be a hard day. Mm-hmm. Is that true for you guys, or do you like have any feelings about it? For myself, uh, not really. Yeah. Um, it's not hard, I guess. I just see Father's Day for fathers or you know yeah. father figures, mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like I am one, and doesn't like hurt me that yeah. I'm not. So it doesn't bother me much. Obviously, I'll be celebrating with my father, right? Uh, but right. not really anything for yeah. myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably same for me. I don't. I don't consider myself a dad either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe when they ask the uh, fathers to like raise their hands at church or something, I'll mm. feel a little left out. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's about as far as it'll go. Okay. Uh, Father's Day happens on my anniversary, so that's what I'll, I'll be celebrating. That. Oh, so. there you well, go. Yeah, that's hey, perfect. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so is there anything that you want people to know about male infertility, just as a whole? I mean, it's a thing, and it's not always the woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody just kind of assumes, oh, you can't have kids? Oh, you know, what's wrong with your wife? Mm-hmm. Right. Just working through that? Yeah. Uh, that would be the main thing. Yeah. 
and it's not that uncommon. I think it's more common than we think it is because mm. uh, we guys don't really talk about it much. Yeah. yeah we so it's it. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I know they've been married for a while and they don't have kids. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but we're not going to talk about it. So right, yeah. we have no idea of whose problem it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get asked all the time when people ask me about somebody who I know who is not, yeah. <laughs> doesn't have kids. I don't know why people think to ask me instead of just the person asking them. Yeah. But I get asked all the time, oh, does she have PCOS or endometriosis or something? And yeah. it's always, mm-hmm. it's never like, oh, does he have a little sperm count? Right. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, does she have something that's keeping her from getting pregnant? Mm-hmm. I don't ask them. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's their journey, not yeah. mine. <laughs> or I might know, but right. also that's they might their not, business yeah. to tell you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you guys went through this journey and any journey that anyone goes through, you learn a lot mm-hmm. from that. And you guys have expressed like, okay, I maybe wasn't communicating well, or I felt like this. What are you guys intentionally doing now when you to to not kind of walk that road again where you're not communicating or, you know, the voices in your head starting to, you know, the enemy is starting to get in your mind and maybe saying like, you're not much of a man, you know, like right. what are some intentional things that you recognize now um, after walking through that, that you're doing to make sure you don't kind of fall in that trap? I think me, it's just recognizing those those thoughts and mm-hmm. like putting them in their place when yeah. I get them, and then you know bringing it up to Sherry mm-hmm. when I do have I guess not every thought because that'd be kind of tedious, but right, um, right. You know if I have a lot more than normal mm-hmm. for some reason, just yeah. talking it out with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm uh, hiding it. <laughs> uh, well, I try not to hide it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a fairly contented spot right now yeah. um, as far as just where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't struggle too much with, yeah. you know, uh, wanting to be a father. Mm-hmm. But I guess it would just be that, you know, for trying to communicate, um, basically we're, we're trying to be more intentional. So yeah. Like yeah. we'll mm-hmm. sit down and yeah. talk about our dreams and stuff because yeah. right now that's kind of yeah. what we're trying to figure out is right. where do we want to be? What do we want to mm-hmm. do? Um, what does that look like now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's what. Uh, yeah. And that's so good. That could be so exciting and mm-hmm. so fun. Dreaming is like, so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having goals. Where goal. we want to go. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay. So this month, our Thrive tip is to check in with your man. So it's Father's Day. And we know that Father's Day is a lot of times different for men. Mm-hmm. Than Mother's Day is for women. Mm-hmm. But we still want to honor you guys. And we still want to recognize you guys. And so we just want all of you out there to give your husbands a chance to kind of speak their piece and Mm -hmm. see what they have to say. And maybe they don't have anything to say. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. And maybe they do, and you'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. So just check in with them. We have on our website a list of prompts that you can use if necessary, along with some do's and don'ts. Right. (laughs) So you can check that out on our website, which is www.getwethrive.com. For that. Yes. And I feel like sometimes you guys might agree, but like maybe the first time you ask, it'll be like, oh no, I'm good. But maybe you might have to ask like a few other times, you know, like checking in. Uh Um, I think sometimes it can be harder 
it can be harder for women as well, but right. for men just to kind of be like, you know what? Let me tell you everything I feel like right now. You know, like, <laughs> right. this sounds like a great time. You know, they always say like men are like waffles. They're in their, like, they have boxes uh-huh. and their thoughts. So just make sure you're, they're in the box of talking. <laughs> you know? Like they're not like working on their car and you're like having this conversation, but yeah. you know, so. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I've not heard that analogy before, you but I like it. I no. think there's a book called... Men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti because yeah. the women can have a ton of things going on in their oh, minds, but men, when they're in that certain box, like mm-hmm. that's what they're thinking about, you know? So Pour the syrup there, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> right. Road trips are a good time to talk. Oh, yeah. Yes. See, there we you have go. our best conversations on road trips. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that. That is such a good it time is. to talk. It is. It is good. Yeah. So, or maybe go for a walk or, you yeah. know, just... Be intentional about that. So thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on the Yet We Thrive podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and take a screenshot to share on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Yet We Thrive or at yetwethrive.com. If our podcast has impacted you at all, we would so appreciate if you would take a couple of moments to leave a review. These things will help us to share the word and keep on thriving. Until next time.